if you name it, you're going to get even more sad when I end up killing it. That's the smartest thing you've said all day. And it's not been that long. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, uh, a smooth roll of fortitude save for me, please. Oof, that's a two. Hey, hey, hey. We have fortitude scores, too. Uh, you didn't use one of your tricks to pull it back, did you? Have I ever lied to you? I don't know, have you? No, of course not. We already got crazy lizards, evil plant monsters, and tons of other things that we ain't even seen yet trying to murder us. I don't need ghosts. <laughs> this isn't a constipation grunt. This is a curmudgeon grunt. You can drop it in the poop shed. Thankfully, it appears that your journey so far is coming finally to a close. You do finally arrive at the barrier of Ashby Village. You open the door that is slightly ajar. Is this house, and I quote, full of ransackery? It is good to see you doing well. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles, Season 1, Episode 17. Wow, we're almost, I don't even know where we're going with that, but wow, we're getting somewhere. I'm your GM and host. My name is Emily, also known as Snow in the Sword Art Online art campaign. But today, I'm mastering this game. So listen up, peons. No, don't pee on me. Oh no, we've been peoned. Go ahead, go around the table, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Quentin. I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently just looking for a way to fight his family. Hi, my name is Jaden. I'll be playing Finnevier Avir, a bard from Taba who's made his way out into the wilderness trying to make a name for himself. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor, the man who has just never the right things to say. Alright, hi, I'm Zach. I'll be playing Alfred Kenneth Mast, and today's gonna be interesting. Or should I say tonight? Yeah, it's it's night out. It's pretty dark. Where's Amali again? <laughs> well, I will take that as my cue to get us introduced again. Ahem. The party has finally returned to Ashby Village, finding some relief in the fact that Cece may be well. However, tensions once again rise with ominous red lights trailing along the path to Cece's house, setting the group to panic. Meanwhile, Smoot, Alan, and Mest explore the caravan and come across some familiar faces, David and Cece. But they're not the only ones relieved to see her. It seems the captain of the Red Guard has found her as well. And that is where I'm going to leave you to begin. Smoot and Alan, you guys break through this section of the crowd following the sound of a tin whistle, which somewhat abruptly stops, and you see Cece standing, and she appears to be talking to a much taller man who you have identified to be Warrensburg. Finnevere is coming up behind you guys, but you do hear Warrensburg simply say, it is good to see you doing so well. Smoot does not care about 
Anyone who is in his way, he will push past any crowd and interrupt any conversation. He walks directly up to Cece, says nothing, and just hugs her. You walk straight in and you do go up and you hug Cece, who does not react too much physically. If you're like tense up, somewhat surprised. Uh, oh, um, yeah, oh, hi, hi, it's nice to hi. <laughs> Smooth, you want to let the girl breathe? Nope. It's been too long. Cece, we're glad you're okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, everything, I'm okay. Could you let me go, though? It kind of hurts my arm a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fine. All right, so you let her go? Yeah. Okay. So you let her down, and Alan, I assume you walk, you walked over at this point. Mm-hmm. I followed. Okay. And Finn, you do get there, too. All right. Uh, I'll have my formal greeting. So glad to see you well. And Captain Warnsberg. I'll, I'll do a small bow. Good to see you as well. He eyes you up and down, uh, and he also turns and looks at Alan. It is good to see you as well. He turns back to Cece. You're a very difficult girl to find, I will say that much. Oh, you can say that again. Yep, we're supposedly supposed to be living with her, yet we haven't seen her in days. He looks at you somewhat quizzically. What does that mean exactly? That means we haven't seen her in days. Why do you think I just hugged her like that? We went camping. Are you not her guardians? The purpose of the camping was to guard her. Uh, also, no, we like just met her a couple of weeks ago. He looks over at Finnevere. That uh, herbalist I mentioned before uh, was a little less prepared for the bite than I had anticipated. And we had to go and try to find something that would remedy her um, ailment. But it seems that our efforts were mostly in vain, as she seems to be quite all right. He looks back over at Cece and walks over to her. Are you blocking his path or like, where are you standing with Cece? Directly beside her, I would be harshly in between. He walks up to you and looks down over towards Cece and he simply attempts to go around you. That's fine. Uh, I'm just keeping an eye on him. I would like to try to try to hide more or less what I'm doing and grab some copper wire out of my belt pouch. That would be a sleight of hand. Okay. Nine. Okay. So you start rustling through your bag, but you have some trouble finding it with just your hand. So you actually have to... Oh, I would turn around if I did that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like so I'm you... rustling my, my zipper or something. Yeah. So you're rustling through your bag and you're searching, but you couldn't find it very easily just like with your hands. So you're actually having to pull things out and having to put them back. And it's mostly noticeable. Okay. You don't fine. think you're getting away with anything sneaky. That's fine. As but long as I get it. Warnsburg walks over uh, around Smoot over to Cece. And how are you feeling, girl? Uh, I am not a girl. I am a woman. My apologies. He laughs a little bit. I'm I'm okay, I guess. it's It's been a little strange these past few days. How so, my child? Uh, it's been... <laughs> it's been pauses, rules die. It's been. It has been. It's been a very interesting time. I was uh, at my uncle's house. So, yeah, he was taking care of me while everyone was gone. He raises an eyebrow. Uncle David. Cece, didn't know you had an uncle. I have. Smoot, we did only meet her like last week. That's true. We do not know her familiar relations or ties to this town at all. And how are you feeling today exactly? Oh, I'm uh, feeling great. <laughs> he responds to Warrensburg, <laughs> who is just directly talking to Cece, not even looking at you. And without missing a beat, he reaches into his 
satchel that is on his side. And as I mentioned before, he doesn't look like he's wearing any of his regular military garb. He's actually dressed um, more plainly today. You know, my back itches a little bit, but other than that, you know, just old aches due to age and everything, but... He reaches into his bag and he rummages around for a moment before pulling out a small vial, probably about the length of a pinky finger, of my pinky finger, but that's like three centimeters. Why are you using the metric system? Ain't nobody know how to use that. Well, they can't see my pinky, so I need to describe how big my pinky is. I am a tiny person, people. All right. I'm just like imagining like elf on the shelf, but like a GM. (laughs) (laughs) So Wardensburg asking Cece about how she's feeling. We interrupt this gameplay to bring you Snow's inner monologue. (laughs) Outer monologue. It's it's a dangerous place. You don't want to go there. I'm I'm invited too frequently. It's so much fun. I apologize. All right, back on task. So, yes, Warrensburg pulls out a small vial, no bigger than the size, about three centimeters long and about a centimeter wide or in diameter. And it appears to be black and like completely obscure. You can't see what's inside of it. If you're not feeling well, perhaps you could take this antidote. And he smiles as he tries to pass it off. Sense motive. Sure. Specifically the word antidote. I don't like it. I would also like to sense motive because I'm constantly intrigued by this character. I would also like to know what suspicion arises from Alan Taylor's intuition. So that's an 18 for Smoot. It's a 19 for Taylor. That is a 24 for Finnevere. Okay, Finn, calm down. So all of you recognize that it does appear that Warrensburg is offering this out of what seems to be genuine kindness and also that antidote would be an ample word for him to use because it seems like he's not exactly expressing everything about what it is he's handing over. He's laced it with nanobots. Taylor, they don't even know what those are. Is this a Cusco moment? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'd love if we could do those, but no. Uh, Just whispering that to Spoot. (laughs) Oh, God. He does believe, and Finnevere, you do seem to get the idea that he does think it's going to help her. Okay. Cece reaches out her hand as as to receive it, a little hesitantly, but she does take it from him without too much issue. And Warrensburg simply smiles. Well, it was a pleasure to see you this evening. Please, if you ever have a need, feel free to come and find me. I am around. Now, I must say good evening to you. Ah, I'll say good evening. Hope you enjoy the festivities. Have fun buying stuff at the market. He sort of just smiles. There is nothing here that I could need. Well, you never know that. Caravans are chock full of things you never knew you were looking for. Like a farmer's market. I'm sorry, how long were you out of town? I didn't seem to notice. A few days. I'm like genuinely confused. I do not know the answer. Uh, How long will you be in town? For the rest of the foreseeable month. If you don't mind me asking, what brings you here anyway? That is the king's business, not yours. That's fair enough. Well, the evening must go on. Your generosity is noted and appreciated, Captain. Very well. But please. He stumbles on the word. He says, girl, child, please. (laughs) Please be more careful in the future. I would hate to have to see you again in such a terrible manner. (laughs) And so he departs from you guys. Well, that was interesting. Who was that exactly? Oh, yeah, you probably didn't recognize him. You were unconscious by the time he came around. 
after you got bit by the big lizard, apparently that's the guy who's in charge of all the people riding the big lizards. He's the captain of all the red guard. Basically, it's his fault. No. no How no, do no, you no, even no. figure that? That's uh, his army. What He's kind of good. common core math are you doing to get to that conclusion? Common core and, uh... I- I'm going to start pantomiming with, um... Like, like, try to low-key, like, I'm like, the eyes contact, get Taylor's attention, and then I'll rustle my shirt in his pocket's direction, and then raise an eyebrow at him, implying that, uh, basically, it's the sign language version of, you told me not to bring the doll to Cece, and you did it. <laughs> uh, to be honest, though, I don't really remember getting bit by anything. I mean, that does definitely explain what happened to my arm, but... At least I'm okay. Has David been taking care of you? Yes. I mean, I see him occasionally, not all the time. Oh, he, he seems has to be been... really busy. Oh, uh, before I forget, I'm so proud of you. Why? Because you made a uh, you made a good investment. She looks I, confused. When you traded the mask, at first, I'll admit I was furious. It was expensive. She looks ashamed. <laughs> but the way I heard you play your sin whistle, you must have applied yourself and. Honestly, I'm just so proud. She smiles and blushes a little. Well, I mean, it's not my first time playing an instrument like this. This is probably my the second time. Not not playing this one, but something similar. It's really hard, though, because my one arm is kind of... It's a little tight and won't move properly. Oh, yeah. We need to get out of here. We do? Yep. Why? Amali? What? He's looking for you. <gasps> oh, no. He's going to kill me. I'm not at home. Uh, yep. And he noticed the spot. Let's get you home now. Well, wait a second. Uh, Did you hear? It's too late. We're all going to die anyway, so we might as well enjoy our last No, 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 no. Moments. Wait, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true, Finnevere. Amali never walked up to the house. I was the only one who saw it was empty. We can sneak her back in and he'll never know she was missing. <gasps> <gasps> that's true. Or... She was out back. Or we can just accept our fates and enjoy our time the caravan. I mean, how much longer is the caravan going to be around? Uh, I think, I think tonight is the last full night, and then tomorrow evening they're leaving. Nah, Molly's already going to be mad. Let's just stick around. Because <laughs> <laughs> either you get in trouble for not being there, or I get in trouble for lying and try and say that you were there. All right, well, if we're going to do this, we go all out. CC, hmm? where do I buy drinks? <laughs> you are not. You are not giving a minor alcohol. <laughs> hey, hey, how old are you? You don't look like the kind of person who has money on him. You kind of look. She pauses. Broke. I have enough. How much is enough? I she have looks seventeen curious. silver. Finnevere, <laughs> you're you're a merchant, right? Aspiring merchant, yes. So that means, like David, you're a fan of upscaling things. Oh yes. Uh, I would rummage around in my bag and eventually pull out a pack of four colored highlighters. All right, so Venevere, I don't know how rare something like this would be, but these are writing utensils that are in color one and two. They can be used and they will go over other writing, but not ruin it and just make it colorful. Wow, they look like the sun. Can I see them? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did Did you just pull a highlighter out of your back pocket? I have highlighters. Okay. Snow said I had highlighters. I'm a a teacher. All four. Oh, my gosh. You have four highlighters. Well, I'll I'll give you one. I'll give Cece another one to play with. (gasps) Yeah, don't wear it out. We're going to try and 
You can keep that one. She looks really happy, and then you say, don't, and then she just looks sad, and then you say, go ahead, now she looks happy again. What color did you give her? I gave her yellow, the most important color. I can't wait to show a Molly. <laughs> can I draw on a Molly with this? Do his eyes. Absolutely. Oh. I attempt to draw on my skin. If there's a blue one, I'll try that. Sure, you you would, you see the blue one, which is reminds you of blueberries. There would, it's or, scented. Or the They're scented. They're These scented, scented highlighters. Oh my gosh. So yeah, there would be yellow lemon. There would be an orange orange. There would be a pink strawberry. And then there would be a blue blueberry. Does it work on my hand? You draw and it takes a second. It seems like initially nothing comes out. But then after a moment, you see a blue streak that's somewhat translucent up here on your skin. And also a very sweet odor that reminds you of the scent of blueberries wafts up. Very faint. Is it made of the similar strange material that I found on the way here? Uh, The plastic? Yes, similar. And I I don't have a word for that material. Yeah, you don't have a word for that. It's hard. It's like a strange kind of stone to you. Is it like super ratty or is it like a somewhat fresh marker? They look fresh, surprisingly. Then I'd probably be enamored by its smooth and uniform nature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not to mention colors, which are particularly valuable. Cece's rubbing it up and down against her face and rolling it. It's really soft. This is really cool. Be careful to just not get any in your mouth. Don't try and eat it. I know it smells good. Don't eat it. Wait. She pops cap off. Smells like bottom. Don't. I don't want to have to beat a cripple. Like These are amazing. You could probably sell these for a pretty penny. How do you make these? I don't. We don't know how. Where can we get them? They used to be mass-produced where we came from, Finevere. They were made in factories. It's some chemical reaction, technically. If anyone would know how to recreate it, probably be masked. An American artifact. Indeed. Well, uh, I will see if there's anything I can do with them. You may be even able to sell them as a relic. Ah, uh, perhaps. They would go well with my artisan's kit. Yeah, see what you can find for them. Uh, there were a couple of items I was looking to procure, but... As Taylor so affluently put it, we're not exactly liquid. No, not. I'm still just waiting for Finn to ask what plax what, what, ask about plastic, so I can finally tell him it's made out of dinosaurs. One day, <laughs> one day we'll Does be. Does he know in. what dinosaurs are? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. So Zach Alfred was last seen passing by Smoot and running out from the caravan. Maybe not running, but making his way out nonetheless. Okay, so after they would have passed by me and headed towards them, my first thought process was, oh no, Amali's Amali's going to cause some kind of ruckus, isn't he? So he's walking back towards Marnie's because he has a suspicion that's where he thinks Cece might be. And so because he thinks that Amali would be going to Marnie's. Yes, because they originally went to the house. They didn't find Cece at the house. So there were two other places that Mess can think of that where Amali wanted Cece taken if the house wasn't any good anymore for whatever reason, mm-hmm. which was Marnie's was a possibility as well as Elder Topti's. No, where you don't know where her I home is, I wouldn't know though. where her hut is, so I would be heading towards Marnie's because I do know where that is. And along the way, I'm assuming most, if not all, of the town is at this fair that's going on. So I'm going to be taking a, a look around, trying to catch 
uh, notice of anyone moving around or anything. Okay, sure. Make a perception so, check for me really quick. 14. Okay. Making your way over to Marnie's place, again, you are met with the quiet of this side of the village. Nowhere near as lively as what's going on over at the caravan. Although you do see that some people are walking behind you, seeming to be leaving the caravan as well. Almost like everyone is starting to head home for the evening. As you walk to Marnie's home, though, or to her potion shop, you pass by the area just outside of it, and you don't really see anyone really look running around frantically as you get closer. And at this point, as you get up to the door, you don't really see anyone there either beyond maybe there being a candle in the window. Was there a candle in the window when I was there? Not lit. This time it's lit. Going to walk up and knock on the door? Okay. You, you knock on the door and you wait for a moment. And after a few moments pass by, the door does open. And before you, you see a nightgown basically clothed Marnie with her hair sort of in a braid. She pulls out her glasses and puts them on. Hello. Oh, Mr. Mist. It's good to see you again. I see that you're back in town. Oh, Miss Marnie, uh, you wouldn't happen to have seen Amali nearby, would you? <laughs> she giggles and takes her hair and draws it across her face like being really coy. I know. I can't say that I have, but I have you here, so why would I care about anyone else? <laughs> oh, see, I'm more concerned about the lizard on his back. The what? what? Yeah, a bit of a long story. Uh, if you want, I can let you know tomorrow, but I really should try to find Molly right now. She looks very confused. There's a lizard attached to his back. It's more like it's tied up and he's carrying it, but... She looks nervously back and forth as you say that. Um, Mr. Mist, you wouldn't have happened to have potentially taken that brought a toda into the village, one that is not being cared for by the Red God. I am going to perception check my surroundings. I mean, it's a little too late now. I, I, no, my, my character's looking to see if there's anyone else, like, in no. earshot of the conversation. I know, I'm just saying. So, it's already happened. I, I'm aware. Twelve. You, you see that there are some people walking around going into buildings, but nobody's really close by. Are they paying attention You to can't us? really tell. Okay. Are you okay, <laughs> Quinn? <laughs> I've been slain. What's wrong? <laughs> I've, I've taken mental damage. From what? What happened? <laughs> Quote, alternative line from Mest. Huh, didn't get your last name. Could I give you mine? <laughs> 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 Courtesy of Finnevere's ears, truly. Oh, my so, gosh. So what did Mess say in response? He hasn't said anything yet. He was taking a look around to see if other people were were looking. Well, yeah, you can't really tell that, anyone's, that anyone could potentially be listening. And it looks um, like people are just going into their homes. I'm rolling stealth to whisper to her. Okay, so yes, you can roll a stealth for that. 24. Okay, you, you begin to whisper. What do you whisper? So, we may or may not have kidnapped a small Toda child in an attempt to acquire anti-venom. Mr. Mist, please. <laughs> Marty looks very concerned, and she gestures for you to come inside. Please, not here. Please come inside. I, I, I think it would probably be better to find a Molly before he goes running around with it. 
I think that Amali could take care of himself. Are it's you more sure? so. There should be something that you keep quiet. If anyone should hear, we may be in danger. Which is why I don't want anyone to see Amali with said object. It's very dark. I doubt anyone can see much anyway. But be careful who you speak of this to. You may put your party in danger. Uh, that, that that was already already achieved when we tried to capture this thing. Uh, Don't worry about it. That would still be, I'm assuming that can still be, that whole conversation can still be under my stealth. Uh, your, your side of the conversation. I'm more concerned <laughs> now. Gosh darn. Okay. Make a perception check for me really quick. Sure. For the record, Taylor is still on the side of disposing of this thing via murder. 21. Your eyes glance around again somewhat nervously, thinking perhaps you, you get this sensation that perhaps somebody is watching you, and it sends a shiver down your spine, and you gaze around the area, and as your eyes cross over the threshold of the roof, you spot a red dot of a light, a little red light, that just as quickly goes away. Marnie, have you ever heard of something called a firefly? Or maybe a lightning bug? Marnie regaining her composure. <laughs> why, yes, why would you ask? <laughs> are, are they local here? And if so, are they normally red? Fireflies are very common in the area. In fact, they are known as the bug of love. But do they normally shine red? As red as my heart beats. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> These lines come out of my mouth, and I'm not ready for them either. Mest is also slightly malfunctioning with being <laughs> flirted at and with and the disturbance of this strange light. Can I perception check around for more of the light to try to see if I spot other lightning bugs or, or fireflies? Uh, as you look around, you don't really see much else in that regard. The, it was like the one light and then it was out. But it okay. was in a very particular spot up on the left corner of the roof. Uh, Are you all right, Mr. Mest? Are you sure you would not like to come in to get some tea? You know what? Sure. I'd love a cup of tea. Oh. And I'll walk inside with her to crazy. enjoy a cup of tea because Mest is not concerned with what's going on. It's like, you know what? I pulled up. I put up with enough of this stuff. Tea sounds lovely. It's oh. just, it's, it's, been a, it's been quite a hectic few days. Uh, I almost died to a giant plant that tried to eat me. Oh, dear. Well, of course it would. You're such a treat, I'll say that much. But please come in, come in. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Mest goes inside to Marnie's house. He's not concerned with what's going on outside. And the door closes behind him. And he sits down to have a nice cup of tea waiting for Marnie in the back while she heats up this nice little pot of herbal leaves. You can't really tell what the smell is, but mm-mm, smells good. Panning back over to everyone else. Because no one else gets to know what else happens. <laughs> That's only between Mest and Marnie. You know what? You deserve some time off. <laughs> <laughs> You put up with a lot. <laughs> Stay tuned for this halfway episode. And we're releasing only on our Patreon. <laughs> no. Uh, no, that's going on the OnlyFans, if anything. <laughs> uh, all right. 
So panning back over to everybody, Kelsey was following along with Finn, and she finally meets back up with all of you guys. Ah, all right, everybody, we need to talk about how fast we've been walking. It's been a long... <gasps> Cece, you're okay! Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you're okay! Oh my goodness, Kelsey! Oh, listen, I have some great stories to tell you. Come on, I gotta go tell you. We have it, and she starts walking off with Kelsey, like kidnapping her and pushing her away. Mm, don't go too far. We won't, we won't. I'll, I'll keep an eye on her this time. Kelsey, so, I trust you. Cece? You trust me too, right? I'm glad you're well. Stay that way. Wait, that doesn't answer my question. Hold on! Kelsey just starts dragging her away. <laughs> so it started with Cece dragging her, and now Kelsey's dragging yeah. her. Yep. <laughs> uh, boys, what do we do with the lizard? Uh, Amali has it. Yeah, I know that, but we don't need it anymore. Uh, I disagree. Her arm is not in repaired shape. I mean, heck... You seem to be a lot more limber than she is. I mean, that's probably just because her arm was broken. That's probably going to take a little bit of time for it to heal, the bones to mend. Look, I would feel a whole lot safer if you guys stayed within eyesight of her, if that's even possible anymore. Kelsey's with her. I'm sure she'll be fine. And David's probably been keeping an eye on her. Yeah, no, they've already disappeared into the crowd. No, David's hustling. There's almost nothing in this world I love more than caravans, besides just straight profit. But I I need to find Amali. He needs to know. We also need to dispose of contraband. I'm going to check Topsy's first. Fine, if you're off that way, hand me the pens. So I will head towards Topsy's. Oh, I'm looking for Amali. Alan, where is David? Right this way. <laughs> I'm going, me and Alan are going to David. Benavira breaks off from you guys while you both begin to venture into the caravan. You see multiple of these wagon type of things that are around the area. There's probably about six of them, and they're very large. Some of them seem to house at least two separate stalls. Um, you guys can make perception checks as you go. What is there anything in particular that you're, that you're looking for? I want the biggest sword I can find. Okay. That is my only request. As you're going through, you do happen across a stall that seems to have different sorts of pelts, weapons, as well as a myriad of other nature-looking things inside of it. And at the counter, you see a very large man who seems to be simply sitting there smoking a pipe. He's got a big, big belly, nice thick beard that's braided, um, brown hair, and a few scars but he's sitting there with his eyes closed, smoking a pipe, leaning back on a chair with his feet up on the counter. Good evening, sir. It is good evening. And he continues to smoke the pipe. I saw you had quite some interesting wares. I was wondering if you had um, uh, a great sword, something large, two-handed. He blows out a puff of smoke. Uh, we're looking for a large sword. Largest one you have. He stands up, pushes his chair back and brushes himself off. Keeps his hand, his right hand on his pipe, chewing on the bit of it. Hmm. Well, you're lucky that I have something like that in stock. He continues to chew on the bu- on the back of the pipe. I assume you want me to go get it so you can take a look? If you wouldn't mind. If it's not too much of a hassle. Oh, it is. No, I assume, seeing as it is rather large. Indeed. How about we start here? What's the asking price for it? Smooth, how much money do you have? Calculating. That is a good point. How much money do you have again? None. <laughs> Smooth, Taylor, I have to buy you this. You, uh, we're just window shopping. I don't think they take too kindly to that. What do you mean? I'll look at it. I'll be back. 
That's why I asked how much it was first to get a ballpark of how much I need to sell these pens for. He looks at you, continuing to chew on his pipe for a few moments. The sword that I have is approximately 500 silver. Mm. It's mastercrafted, has a fine, sharp edge to it. All right, sir. It's great for hunting other beasties in the forest, if that's what you're looking for. I sell many wares to, uh, if I do say, many a fine seeker. And I will say they do like the wares that I bring around. I can see so. It sounds like you do quite good business. Let me see if I can procure those funds. And there's no need to bring it out quite yet, but I'll be back. Suit yourself. Feel free to take a look around at my shop. In fact, you might be interested if you're, uh... He looks you up and down. If you're a hunter yourself, at the, uh, manual over there on the table. I walk over to this manual. That is a genuine journal from Sir Christopher Locke himself. Do you mind if I thumb through it? <laughs> Thumbing through it? Now that's going to cost you. This information doesn't come cheap. Well, what kind of information are we talking about here? And where's the? is there any proof of authenticity of your claims of its owner? There's a signature on the back. Can, can I flip it over to see the back? He gestures. I flip it over to see the back. There is what looks to be some sort of imprinted insignia on the back of the book. If you don't know what the contents of his journals are, then let me give you some information. There are, I believe, since the discovery of the journals, at least seven of them. Each journal details some of his adventures and gives some very particular insights to creatures that live in the forest. Gives you an advantage on the creatures there, especially since many of them. Documentation hasn't been possible. Sir Christopher Locke was able to do so. Ooh, I'm hearing how I am going to fund things. Books I was and manuals on monsters. I was already planning on documenting the creatures and whatnot we run into. I just have to get a book for that. Ben can do sketch art. Here we go. And what's the asking price for the journal? I'll sell it to you for 700 silver. And if I got both the sword and the book, could we strike a deal for my humble patronage? He swaps the pipe from the right side of his mouth to the left, uh, switches hands, and chews on it for a moment. Tell you what, how about when you come back with the funds, we can talk about haggling. Sounds appropriate to me. All right, then. But like I said, feel free to continue to look around. And he sits back down and goes back to the original position he was in, swapping his pipe back over to the right side of his mouth and chewing on it. Before we head out, out of curiosity, do you happen to carry wares for uh, folk of a less affluent nature? <laughs> He's is literally, he got his feet back up on the counter. He's sitting there with his legs crossed, smoking his pipe. He doesn't even open his eyes when you say that. If you don't got the funds, I don't recommend coming into my shop. However, there are some reasonably priced items here. Like I said, you can take a look around. Are there price tags on things? There are uh, what appears to be uh, little wooden tags that are in front of things that are on the tables. Do we recognize the numbers? That's, that's a good question, actually. No. They are written in language you cannot understand. Alan, I, I need to find David and quickly. David, David probably would have learned prices by now. I, I, also, I, I need him to sell my pens for like a gold apiece. That's true. It's going to happen. These are magic pens. If anyone could sell them, it's probably David with a good enough bluff check. I think I think you're uh, getting in your own head a little bit. I don't know that they're going to sell for that much. I lead him back to where I first saw David trying to peddle 
What was he trying? Was it ma- was he trying to peddle magic coins? No, he was trying to sell his knowledge of a magic trick. Right, he was trying to peddle his trick. He was really quick. I'm going to switch on over to Finnevere, who has left the caravan. Actively looking for Amali and Red Dots, but I am on my way to Top Tees alone at night. Okay, so you you are heading to the town hall, which is where you believe Topti's residence is. Yes, that is where I actively think that it is. So, you leave the caravan behind, seeing your compatriots. That's like my favorite word for friends, by the way, apparently. Like it really it. is. But you leave behind the caravan, seeing your compatriots run off, seemingly, to go and explore the caravan, as well as to keep an eye on people. Make a perception check for me. These historically have not gone very well, but maybe not tonight. I'm rolling hot. 22. I was going to say, that that looks like a pretty good roll. Walking through the evening, similar to what Mast was saying, you actually do see people who are leaving the caravan seemingly heading back home for the evening. Couples and uh, families going back home, making your way towards the town hall center where you believe Top D's home is. You do see that there is a small gathering of people, but they appear to be very young individuals, nowhere near as old as Top D, obviously, because they look like a bunch of youths. Can I get a general sense of the attitude that's in the air? Are people fearful or is it just like everyone's calm or... Everyone is pretty much calm. Yeah, it feels normal where you are. It doesn't feel like there's any real stress or anxiety going on. Okay, that's important. Thank you. And you see these youths who are standing pretty much outside of the town hall. They don't appear to be getting into anything. They just seem to be standing there and having some in-depth conversation about something. Uh, But beyond Uh, that, the town hall has some lights inside of it. I'm not beyond eavesdropping. Do I catch any bits of interesting information? Sure. You hear a little bit along the lines of, did you see what I did to the the Red Guard today? I threw a... I threw a peel in front of their feet as they were walking by. <laughs> the guy slipped and fell and hit his face. I had to run for my life, but it's fine. He didn't catch me. And then my father did. And I got a whoop it. Beside the point. Uh, and so they all start kind of laughing at that. And they start exchanging stories about pranks they've played on the Red Guard. Sometimes you wonder who the real bad guys are. But you do see lights, uh, like... Flames and sconces are lit inside of the town hall. I'm kind of exhausted, so I'm just kind of making my way within my means. Okay. Do you go inside? Since there's no functional door, I can't knock, so I'll just uh, uh, announce my presence as I try to, like, I start walking in, kind of, like, peek. Uh, A courtesy for a tent would be, like, to... Start opening the door, announce your presence, and mm-hmm. wait. It actually appears that parts of the, like, the sides of the tent have been lifted up as if to air it out because it's been very hot. So it's almost as if, like, the lower halves of it, almost as high as this table is, have been lifted up to aerate the place. And that's almost going all the way around the building. If uh, I don't get a response, I'll still let myself inside. All right. Uh, you announce yourself, but you don't really hear anyone respond to your announcement. Okay, I'll enter. Entering into this tent, you are filled with a sense of awe and just a bit overwhelmed by what you see. Walking down the halls, you can see that there are almost on the sides of tents, like paintings uh, depicting what looks like to be somewhat of the history of the town. And going in further, you are greeted by a room at the very center which seems to be filled with a sort of mist that sits on the ground. 
At the center of it, there is a fire pit that is lit and multiple seats arranged around it. Like, uh, not chairs, but almost like mats that are sat upon. You also see that towards the back of the room, at the very center of it, there appears to be a somewhat of a large wooden elk where the head is, like the whole creature is white, uh, out of its mouth and nose appears to be pouring this white smoke, almost like a waterfall coming out of its mouth and falling onto the floor and spreading. You do see that there are several older people sitting, about three of them, at various spots on these mats around the fire, and they appear to be conversing. You don't see Topti, though. Uh, did I catch any of the information or uh, the general topic of what they were talking about when I came in? It's almost a language that you don't know. It's almost somewhat like a chant in a way and somewhat meditative. All right. I'll try to endeavor to be extra respectful with my movements and try not to be dis- disruptive. I'll kind of carefully walk around and try to eye around for A, Amali or B, Topti. Okay. If they look too busy and I don't see anyone else, I might just leave. We'll see. You, as you begin to enter further into the room, an older gentleman with white hair, um, very grizzled hair. He's short and looks a little decrepit, wearing a red sash similar to how Topti was dressed, but he appears to be an elder to you. He turns his attention and stops talking to the others in this language, and then he begins to speak to you. Can I help you, my son? Oh, greetings. I'll commence with a low bow. He bows back with his head. I was looking for a friend. I thought that he might stop by here. And who exactly is your friend? He stands about yay tall, uh, red, messy hair. Um, Amali? He looks back at the others and then just smiles and turns back to you. He has not been in here at all today. Oh, well, that's all I stopped by for, so thank you. And I'll bow again and I'll try to make my leave. Yes, it is good to see you. Should you have any other needs, feel free to stop by again. The elders are here for you. This is greatly appreciated. He nods his head. Have a great evening. You as well, young one. Uh, and I will continue my search. I'll take a lap around the market area, and then I'll start heading back towards the tavern, and uh, and I'll go up to the house again. Okay, so you make a lap all the way through the marketplace, not really seeing anything. Make a perception check for me really quick. Twelve. You walk through the marketplace area. It appears to be pretty much quiet, nothing really going on there. You see, though, that unlike earlier in the day, that Marnie's Marnie has a candle in her window that is lit. Beyond that, you see a few other houses that have lights lit as well. Oh, it suddenly dawns on me. Oh, yeah, that's one place he might, he, he might stop by. I'll go by the door and I'll knock and wait. You're waiting for a few moments. Uh, make a perception for me really quick. Six. All right. Inside... Marnie's house, Mest, you are being served a nice cup of tea. You're enjoying it. It is lovely. Marnie is actually discussing with you some of your adventures and things that you saw while you were in the forest with the rest of the group. And after a while, she starts to pull out what appears to be a box of some kind and places it on the table. I don't know how you are about games, but I would be interested in playing a little if you're up for it, unless there's something else you want to do. Take that as you will. She's, <laughs> she has not suggested anything beyond playing a game, so. 
Some people just want some quality company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shane looks off to the side warily. Is there anything that Mess um, would suggest doing in lieu of playing a game? Uh, you know, a, a little game would sound delightful right now. What did you have in mind? She flips open the box and you see a pair of dice and what appears to be wooden tabs. It's basically a game of shut the box. It's a very innocent game. I don't know game. that game. Okay. That's literally it. So you guys play this game for a little while until you hear a knock on the door. Oh, why am I having so much company tonight? Oh, Mr. Mest, you attract people. How how visible am I currently from the from the front door? You are in the back room, which appears to have a small kitchenette area. You're actually sitting at a table in the back. Okay. So you pass to the front, which is the shop, and yes. then there was a, a door to the side, which leads into like a back area, kitchenette and whatnot. And then upstairs, there's actually a bed. Okay. I would probably follow up to the initial door and keep an eye on uh, on who's out there. Okay. Just, just to see who's coming, who's knocking. Uh, it is actually difficult to see who's there because the window is offset from the main door by about a foot. Well, I wouldn't be trying to look out the window. I'd be looking out the door that okay, was okay, separating gotcha. the two rooms. I gotcha. Trying to look at who was knocking, basically. All right. I understand. Uh, so Marnie does comes to the door, Finn, and she opens it. Oh, I have another guest this evening. How can I help you, Mr. Finnevere? Oh, I'm uh, very sorry to bother you, Marnie. I was just trying to see if Amalia had stopped by. No, actually, uh, Mr. Mest is here. He was looking for Amalia as well. Oh, well, uh, you may be interested to know that Cece's on her feet. Oh, yes, I'm very well aware. All right, well, I, I don't have time to tarry, so uh, thank you. Oh, of course. If there's ever, ever anything else you need, please feel free to stop by. No, if you'll excuse me. She closes the door in your face. Oh, and I leave. <laughs> I clearly back to my seat. Yep. I'm, I'm just walking away grateful that the door was answered. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very innocent game of shut the box. Bruh. Okay. I did just bruh you. Okay. Listen. Innocent game of shut the box, bruh. <laughs> so you then make your way back over to the tavern, which actually heads back into the caravan because the, the caravan is actually outside in front of the tavern. I have a question. Did I win any of the games? No, you've lost every single one. Gosh darn it. <laughs> but it seems that she feels bad and is, and is starting to go easy on you. But even though she's been going easy on you, you still keep losing. <laughs> It was beautiful. <laughs> oh, is that your fourth three? Oh, you know, fourth threes are wild. <laughs> <laughs> you can make them whatever number you want. All right. I, I still haven't won. But yes, you head back into the caravan going through this area. But you still have not come across a Molly. Well, if I haven't seen him at this point, I'm going to go back to the house. And if he's not there, I'm just going to grab my backpack. Whatever it's left of the night, I'll spend with the caravan. Okay, so we're going to pan back over to the guys in the caravan really quick, and then I'll go back to you going up. So, gentlemen, make a perception check, because you're going through the caravan looking for David. Ooh. Smoot has a 19. 16 for Taylor. Okay. Sorry about that awful voice. My name is Taylor. I'm going to be stuck on that all night now. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. Smoot, David is still at the stall where you were at. Alan, you do see David after a little bit, but the scent of pickles catches your, your nostrils again before you again? get there. Again? I haven't eaten all of my pickles. I, I still know. have some. He I wants know. it. You really want it. You're feeling it. I, 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 the rest I, of your I take one of the other pickles that I bought and I start eating it. Yep. 
your mouth is drooling, but you do see David a little after Smoot spots him. Uh, David. No, listen. David. I'm telling you, what, what is it? What I, oh, hello, Smoot. It is good to see you. I have missed you so much. I know it has not been very long, but I missed you. David. Yes. I know it's not a paperclip, but I what do you, but, but, but what do you think you can do with these? And I show him three highlighters. He takes them from your hand. No, if I must say so myself. I, he whispers under his breath, I got 200 silver for selling my suit. So, if you would like, I could probably get a good price for these. How much do you think? And how soon? Because there's something in the caravan I was looking to purchase. It depends. I mean, we'd have to go see Popli if you want to really get a good price. Who? Popli. Who? Popli. Who? One of the caravanners, you idiot. Well, obviously that, but I was looking for a little bit more information, Taylor. Oh, if I must say, her name is Lady Papla. She is, what I would say, the owner of this place. She's quite a lovely lady. She she owns the caravan? Yes. How do you own, like, 50 different sellers? They work for you? You offer them protection for during their travels? He pauses for a moment, and then he says, From the way that I see it, it is probably something along this line. Papla, it pays for the protection of the wagons where the sellers travel on, so she owns the wagons that they travel on and she gets some of the profit from when they come out. Makes sense. Alright, no time to tarry, then let's get going. No, alright. You would like to see Lady Poplar? Then we're going to have to... Gentlemen. Yeah? He looks you up and down. Now, I'm going to say this. Out of the kindness in my heart, you look terrible. Okay, I understand that. What would you rather me wear? I think he's talking about you look like garbage because you ain't showered in three days. To be fair, this is what I'm saying as well. That that is true. You guys smell really bad, but nowhere near, near as bad as the, the sheep poop. That was terrible. Beside the point, you might want to start dressing a little bit more like the locals if you don't want to stand out. That's how I got by. Do I really stand out that much, David? It's a white shirt and jeans. The uh, shirt, maybe you can get away with. The jeans... They don't have that kind of texture in this culture I've seen. They don't have denim? Do you know what it takes to make denim? A lot of stuff. That's why they don't do it. I'm less surprised and more disappointed. No, there is no denim. I'm gonna miss jeans. They have some decent substitute pants. It looks like they got uh, what looks like to be linen, wool, uh, did cut- and cotton is a bit more rare, but they do have that as well. It's just not the same. Well... Well, you said you sold your suit for a hefty amount. Do you think we can sell the jeans? I'm not selling my jeans. These are Levi's. Probably the last pair of Levi's on this planet. They're mine. If it's the last of a rare brand, then they're probably worth something. I don't know. They don't look like they're in very good condition anymore. I got good price for mine because... Mine was in great condition because I always, always take care and press my suit every day. So if you want to go see Popfly, we're going to go and need and, well, how do you feel about belly dancing? (laughs) Are you saying watching or participating? Because those are two very different answers. I'm willing, but I don't know how much money it'll bring in. (laughs) I meant the watching part, but honestly, Smoot, now that I think about it, I would love to see you try. It'd be great. It would be fantastic. Would you mind doing that for me, please? Over my dead body. It may be more dexterous than my living form. All right, fine. Come with me. Um, Unfortunately, Lady Popfly and I have a great relationship. 
Come with me. Come along. I shudder to think what that entails. I follow him. All right. So you follow after David. Going through the crowd, you are led by David towards what appears to be a sort of restaurant setting. Similar to the tavern setup, but more outdoor. But you're led to this seating area where you actually see that there are several dancers at the center and a lot of different, a lot of men sitting and cheering and clapping and throwing coins into a hat uh, at the center of the area, this open circle where there are women dancing. And at the middle of it all, you see a woman, scantily clad, who is very gainly, with blonde hair, wearing a colorful headscarf, also large jewels, but she is also wearing noticeably bright red lipstick. And overall, she has a earth-colored belly top, like shirt, and a long skirt that complements the bright-colored headscarf that she is wearing. You are guided to sit down by David, and you are made to watch for about five minutes the dance. I choose to instead begin logging the night's proceedings in a book. Oh my goodness, isn't she lovely? Look at that dance. It's amazing. Fantastic. I love it. David is just making these comments the entire time. So after about five minutes, the dance does finally end. David stands up clapping like all the other men around. There are other women there who are also like of all different sizes and different colors. But he stands up and applauds. Beautiful, wonderful. I love it. And so it seems that she takes notice of David, who walks over, arms outstretched. Ah, Lady Bubbly, that was beautiful. And she smiles and coyly plays with her hair. Well, of course it was beautiful. I, of course, Madame Papli of the caravan know how to do dance. And what brings you back to my caravan, David? And she strokes the side of his face. Well, my lady, I happen to have, uh, what do you say? Traitors. Not traitors, but traitors. Uh, who have brought some very interesting things with them. Oh, please do. I would love to see. And he ushers her over to you, gentlemen. She curtsies. It is pleasure to see you. How can then Madame Papli help you? The pleasure is all mine, Madame Papli. We have come across some very rare and exquisite and pristinely reserved artifacts on our journeys out into the forest. Hmm, what kind of artifacts do you bring to Madame Papli? David is a much better spokesperson than myself. Me and Taylor here kind of do more of the grunt work. David, if you would like to present these objects. She smiles and looks you up and down. Then she looks over at Alan and winks. Mm, Alan, you'd be doing some grunt work. Already tomato red somehow gets redder. (laughs) So she just, yes, she smiles and winks at Alan. Then she looks, what have you brought to me today? I would love to see. Please. He pulls out the highlighters. Now listen, these are state-of-the-art. He looks over at Smoot. Magic pens. That is the best way to explain it. Now listen, these are very valuable because, you know, they are in pristine condition. Found inside of one of the, what they would say, uh, the be, uh, what, are they, what, are, what is ruins. it? Ruins. Yes, the Ruins. These are actually true facts. It's not even a bluff. That's what's great. It's true. These are true facts about the highlighter. Magic instant rainbow. But these are amazing. They are very good because when you use them, you can draw over 
other people's writing and make it stand out more. And why would I want that? Please. David, I don't know if that is really what we need. Why should I buy this? Uh, David, they're scented. They are hallucinogenic. (laughs) (laughs) God. It's not even a lie. Specific ones, when you write with them, make you believe as if you're smelling a fresh fruit. Exactly. They make you think that the fruit is there. You cannot eat it, but it is pleasant to descend to to your smell. It is wonderful. Please try it. He pulls out a small slip of paper and he takes what appears to be a almost charcoal pencil and he writes on the paper scribbling and he says, now watch my lady please. And he pops off the cap and draws with what color was he given? Uh, I would have given them all three, so he would have pink, blue, and orange. Pink, blue, and orange. Which ones did you give Finevere? I took the ones I gave Finevere back because he said he was going to do something else besides Okay, that's what it was. Okay, pink, pink, blue, and orange. Okay, so he takes the blue one and highlights with it. Now, my lady, take a sniff of this. And she smells it. Oh, my. That certainly smells quite fragrant. What is it? Is it not a perfume, then? It could be, my lady, but... The magic is in the color. Each color makes its own scent. You can smell color. But you say that these are from ruins. Yes, they are from the ruin. And that means they might be something more along the lines of a relic. Mm, David, I cannot buy these. You know that's against the rules. From the properties we have observed, actually, they would not qualify as a relic. They do not have any... Negative repercussions if traveled with any other relics, which makes us presume that they're completely different. So you've tested these? Some of our other traveling companions have relics on their personage, but these did not react when around them. Make a diplomacy. Ten. She smiles. All right. Well, the very most that I can offer for these is, I would say, 50 silver each. How's that sound? Is that good? My beautiful lady, I believe that is a fair price. Okay. Very well. Uh, take it to the man back there. I don't even know his name anymore. I'm, I'm a little tipsy. Beside the point, take it to him and tell him what I said, and he will give you the price. Very well, my lady. It is pleasure. Please, I would love to see you dance again later. Perhaps maybe tomorrow before you head out. Of course, David. Anything for you. Well... Anyway, I must continue the dance. Good night. As we walk away, see Smoot. I told you you're getting your hose up. Hey, hey, 150 silver is a start. It is, it is certainly a start, but uh, <laughs> we upscale. Like I said, you could sell your clothing and then you get exactly what you need. Yeah, I need like 700 silver to be. What do you need 700 silver for? That's for the book. Yes, for the book. I thought you wanted the sword. Well, then I learned there was a book. Oh. But you could get the sword and make your own book. Yeah, or I could get the book to help me get a new sword. How's the book going to help you get a new sword? Because if I know what particular components of specific ecological life around the area are valuable, then I know what I need to hunt and then what I can sell. What are you going to hunt it with, your big old... My bare hands! 
<laughs> yeah, we'll see how good that goes. I, I give you two weeks before you get gored by an elk. You guys go and you get your funds and you get the 150 silver from that. Mest, how long do you spend at Marnie's? Do you spend the entire evening or do you eventually go back to the house? He would at one point say he probably should go. But if Marnie says otherwise, he would not argue with her and would spend the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mest, you're right. It is getting rather late and I do have some work to do in the morning. Perhaps you'll come and visit me tomorrow. It was pleasant playing a game with you, but I will say that retiring for the evening would be preferable. It was very relaxing compared to how my previous week has gone. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you find my company relaxing. And she runs her hand over top of yours and leaves it there for a moment before pulling it away. But of course, it would be decent for you to stick around for too long. Otherwise, we might have rumors start in the village. Oh. All right, then. I guess I'll just let myself out. Good evening, Marnie. Good evening. I'll see about stopping by tomorrow. Oh, yes, please do, Mr. Mest. I can't wait for another evening together. I would collect my things that I brought with me and head out the door. Um, I would probably head back towards the house. Okay. All right. So, Finn, you leaving again the caravan, not finding Amali there, you decide to head back up to the house to check. Yeah, and if he's not there, I'll just grab my backpack and come back. Where do you go at the house? So I'll go straight up to the house. When I get to the doorstep, I'll stop for a second, close my eyes and listen, and see if I hear any walking, rustling, or okay. metal clinking. Make a perception. 21. You close your eyes. It's very quiet up here. You listen very carefully. You hear the sound of the crickets and the wind rustling through the trees and as well as what appears to be an owl, but you don't hear the sound of any clinking or any metal at all. It's very quiet. The rustling, you do hear some rustling in the bushes, but it stops very quickly and it sounded sort of like a small animal, nothing large. Okay, if I hear Russell, I pause for a second, see if it picks back up. It it does very, very quietly, and then it okay. just kind of, the rustling fades away, almost like a rabbit hopping through. Yep, that's what I was hoping for. So I'll just go inside and see if my stuff's there. So you open back up the door of the house. There is no light lit inside of here, but you light a match, torch, whatever, because I know you had light. What are you using for light? I got, I got like a, a box of like a hundred or so matches, so I'll just use one of those. And uh, is there a light to light in here? You know that there is a small lamp up on the, that's like on the wall that you can lift and light. I'll do that. Lighting the match in the box and you light the room with the lamp. It's dusty in here, dark, but you do see your bag where you left it. Neat. So I'll abandon the extra gear that Amali gave me and get just my items back. Okay. Uh, before that, I will just make a quick uh, check upstairs. All right. You climb up the semi-ladder stair thing that's there, and you see that Cece's bed is empty, and it's a little messy. I'll straighten it up real quick. Uh, so you go up and you straighten up her bed, picking a doll that was on the floor up and putting it back on there. It looks like a little teddy bear, among other things. She has a nightstand that has a drawer on it. It doesn't appear that anything up there was pulled out or knocked over. It just looked like the bed was mainly a mess. 
I'll equip my backpack. Now that I have all my stuff, I know that I have plenty of paper and writing utensils. So I will put a piece of paper on the counter and I'll put, she is safe. We may not be. We need to talk. All right. So you put that on the table downstairs in the kitchen, right? All right. You also see the note that David left. Oh, is there a note there? Yeah. What's it say? You bring the light over towards it and you read it and it says, Hey, everybody, we decided it was best to leave the Hill House based on Top D's assessment. She actually left town to go to Taija and we are staying at Leah Moore's. Oh, hmm. Okay. I think I see what I got myself into here. <laughs> I'll still put that note down. I will also break off a, a small piece of paper and I'll put it in the door when I leave. Okay. That way, if someone opens this door... And it's and not it's, there, it falls. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they notice it or not. Okay, sounds good. No, I'm going to make my way back to the tower. I start back to the caravans. <laughs> if I haven't seen Amali yet, I'm totally within my rights. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Back at the caravan. Woo. Woo. You guys got your funds, and yeah, well, David looks at you. So, what do you want to do? Do you really want uh, to keep your your denim, and he puts air quotes around that, or do you want to get the funds to get this uh, this book? I'm more than willing to sell at least the jeans. There are a couple other things I have on my person, but one thing I will not compromise on. And and what is what is that? This watch stays. And Smoot points to the watch on his left left hand. Jeez, Smoot, it's not like I'm going around trying to mug you. I'm not going to take your watch. You sell whatever you want to sell. But, uh, yes, you can do that. Uh, I would say that perhaps we could try and go to one of the uh, tailors that might be here, since Madame Poplai tends to specialize in appraising things that are of, uh, shall we say, rare value and not very common. Um, for a second, I thought you were talking about my family, and I got real confused. What? You said tailors. David pauses as if not getting the joke, and then he realizes, Oh, dear. Oh, yes, yes, <clears throat> Alan, you are so funny. Look at you. You are the funny man. Yes, you are. You should introduce me. It hurts me so much that he uses big words, and then tailors is what gets him here. David. Yes. From your, um trading experience. What do you think electronics would classify as? Would they be under the more so like relics or? You would probably be best trying to sell them to Aliamor. Uh, I doubt his store is still open. Yeah, not at this point at night. I mean, we'll, we probably could go back home now since everyone's here. So yeah, no, he's, he's probably closed up. All right, well, let's go see if we can find some tailors and uh, see if we can pawn anything else off. Uh, so you guys head through the caravan for a bit until actually you run into Kelsey and Cece. Uh, Cece actually looks like she is eating what appears to be like almost a candied apple in a way. And Kelsey is also munching on one. Oh my goodness. Ah, this is great. Isn't it? It's so tasty. I love these. I've gotten about 30 of them. Really? Oh, that's... Cece, maybe we should talk about something called dental hygiene. What? What is that? Oh, Smoot, hi! I mean, Mr. Smoot, hello. And Mr. Allen? Ma'am. She blushes and lo- looks like really happy that you called her ma'am. So what are you guys doing? Uh, I, 
are we, should, should I go back to, are we going back to the regular house now? Or are we going back to, uh, the, the big guy's place? Why would we head back to Liamore's? I assume that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Why I forgot would, his name, though. Why would we go back to his house? Yeah, his store's closed from what I've heard. Because that is where we were staying? Duh. I mean, why wouldn't you say that when we were literally just talking about a store? Oh, I wasn't thinking about that, honestly, because I thought you understood from the, the context of, oh, well, okay, never mind. Why are you staying at Liamore's? Because Top D, and he lowers his voice, because Top D told us that it would be a good idea if we left the Hill House until you guys got back, and that is why all of the animals are being cared for at Jacob's place, and uh, she told us to go and stay at Liamore's. Actually, Cece, before we head back, uh, there was... A few things uh, I wanted to shop around for. Oh, you do know they're going to close soon, right? That's why I'm trying to get this done now. No, I mean like they're closing now oh, if you look around. Uh, okay, well, I mean, I guess we can come back tomorrow morning, but... Cece, there's a book of adventure. A journal written from... Is it an, exotic? It's very exotic. An it's very rare. It is, a, it is an original, it is authentic, it is signed by an adventurer who wrote down all of his tales I and detailed it. all the monsters. We need to get it. I agree. All right. It's 700 silver. Okay. And? Do, do you have that kind of money on you? Amali does. But Amali's not here. That's true. And Amali would be really mad if he found that you were here. That is true. But didn't we also agree to follow through with the consequences of not being around Amali and we not did. being where we're supposed to be? We did, but that doesn't mean we should actively seek out those consequences. One, and two, if we are going to be getting repercussions and consequences, I doubt he's going to be willing to spend that kind of money on us. Oh, I guess I should put this back then, and she heaves out like this big bag of coins. Did you get money from Amali? It may and or not be the allowance that I would potentially get for the year, which I decided to take out in advance. Devi told me to do that. (laughs) Now listen. I am going to (laughs) pretend I did not hear this, and I am going to point you in the direction of where that book is. So, wait, wait, wait. You're going to pretend that you that I didn't tell you this, but you still want me to buy the book and pretend that I didn't buy the book with money that I'm not supposed to have. Okay, don't spell it out like that. It's giving me a guilty conscience. Yeah, Mr. Smood, that, that's that's definitely what you are asking. All right, fine. Listen, we're just asking for an advance. It's like a loan, but we pay it back. She was entitled to this money anyways, eventually. Finnevere would call it an investment. Only if I did my chores, though, which technically I haven't done those in about a week. I will help you with your chores if we have to. We're getting this book. So you want the book? I want the book. Really bad? Yes. Okay. Say it nicely. Cece, would you please very kindly be such a dear and assist me in purchasing this book? I'm not a dear. I'm Cece. It is a term of endearment. (laughs) I got you. I already know what that means. (sighs) I'll help pay for some of it, too. Kelsey looks at you. You have money, Mr. Smoot? I thought you didn't have much. Aha, that's what you would think. But me and David here are bartering bros. We are? Well, actually, no, the smooth don't, don't take that credit. I am the bartering bro. He is a, he is a pet. You one. couldn't even remember what a ruin was called. My English is not the, English is not my first language. Okay. Is it your second? Third. Ooh, that's cool. Thank you. So, uh, be impressed, yes, because uh, David can speak many languages. 
How's that been helping you? <laughs> okay, well, let, but besides the point, let's just get going. But what if they're closed? Well, we better hurry up then before they do. All right. Um, speaking of which, um, which, 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 which vendor was this, by the way? Because some of them don't exactly like me. It was the blacksmith. Well, he was a guy with swords. Oh, you mean the guy with the really big belly and the, the pipe? Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like me. <laughs> okay, how about this? You give David the money we need, and David, who apparently everyone likes. David, does he like you? Are, are, are you on good terms? Uh, I don't think I really went into his shop. I wasn't too Okay, interested. good. So he doesn't know you. That's always the best way to start. But I want to go. I actually would like to go as oh, well. This goodness. could be interesting. Okay, fine. Let's just touch. Everyone hurry up. And he starts shooing people in that direction. All right. So you guys all make your way into the, what looks like a hunter's shop. So you make your way in. The guy is sitting at his counter and he actually, uh, actually, no, he is up and about. And it looks like he's starting to close up shop, but he still has his pipe in his right hand and he's chewing on it while he like rifles through things and moves things around on the counter. Oh, oh, am I supposed to do this? All right. We are here. Oh. And... We are here to buy. Okay, uh, there were not enough of that. And Spoon kind of pushes her behind him. Uh, uh, good evening, sir. Uh, I am back now that I have acquiesced the requested funds. Uh, he chews on the pipe and turns towards you. So you come back with money. All right. So, for the sword then? Uh, actually, we were more interested in the journal. Ah, all right. Well, it's right over there on the table. And he goes and he grabs it. Is there anything else I could interest you in? Perhaps, uh, ghoul musk? I've got an elk musk. I also have spugget musk. Do you need gloves? Wrangling things? I even have a hunter's whistle if you're interested in that. What does a hunter's whistle do? The GM opens up the note. The whistle is used by many hunters, uh, well, to attract creatures from about up to a quarter mile or so away miles for translation, because I am bad at everything else. Nice. Yeah. He explains that the whistle makes a sound at a pitch that is only heard by things like uh, animals, a lot of the strange and fantastical creatures in the forest, spooks, as he so puts it. Oh, it's a dog whistle. Basically. And it basically requires that you make a successful performance check at a DC-15 wind instrument and all creatures within 30 feet that can hear the whistle succeed on a DC-10 fortitude save or be dazzled for one round. And the penalty applies to hearing-based rather than sight-based perception checks. I know someone who has performed wind instrument. I even have a little bit of venom block over there if you're interested as well. Is there anything else I can get you? How much was it for the whistle? 50 silver. I even have two of them if you're interested. Hmm. Cece, how much money do you have exactly? Uh, do you really want me to tell you or should I surprise you? I would like to know. I could buy three books. <laughs> what? I told you, a Molly takes care of me. And and this is over a year. This is a year's... I'm concerned how she figured out where she was hiding this money and how she got Shh. access to it. He leaves her in the house alone for That's extended true. periods of time. One would assume she's looked everywhere at this point. You seem to be overwhelmed. It's all right. I understand. I, 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 you know what? As much as I'm about as dazzled as that whistle would make a deer. Wait, am I the deer still? I'm very confused. No, no, no. No, that, that one wasn't an analogy or a metaphor. Hmm. Um, the whistle would be very good for 
Any other adventures into the forest, I think it would be a great purchase. So do I. It's both a good defensive measure and also something we could probably rely on to initiate a hunt. I got a question for you. Yes. Got any cheap carving knives? Yes, I do. How much? Yeah. Because the best I got on me is this uh, spearhead, and it ain't the best for cutting. Are you looking for harvesting creatures, or are you just looking for uh, carving wood? Something that I can use to turn a dead thing into good meat. <laughs> he, he has a, uh, basically a generic dagger. How much for the knife? It is 10 silver. Done. Okay. All right. Has, so it, got a, has it got a sheath? It has a leather throng sheath. Awesome. So he puts it on the table, but he peace ties it. I hand him his silver from the pouch in my own pocket. He takes, uh, reaches out his hand. And I give him his ten silver. Actually, first, before he does that, he swaps from the right to the left the pipe with his left hand instead holding it, and he reaches out his right hand. And I drop the coins in his hand. All right, and he counts it out, dropping each coin on the table to count it. All right, looks good. Then he places the dagger, which is piece-tied, on the counter in front of you. Much appreciated. So, are you getting the book and the whistle, then? Uh, definitely the book and the whistle. Uh, him, Mr. Smoot. Has your, uh, your, your banker, your, your, your monetary advisor, your financial advisor. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the point of this was that I was going to take said money and put said money on counter so you could get said book that is on the counter right now in front of you. Sure. All right. Um, sir, we were previously talking about a bundle discount. Uh, now considering that I would like to purchase the book, the two whistles and the sword, um. Oh. I feel like a 10% reduction would be uh, pretty apt. Diplomacy. Give me one good roll tonight. <laughs> That's a good fail. You're crit asking fail. for 20, just, not, not, not 20. You're asking for 1,200 gold, or not gold, silver. That's, you're asking for half of her funds. Yeah. Her year's funds. A little over, actually. Well, he crit failed. I did crit fail. On the... And he has no diplomacy. That's a natural one. That is a total. natural one. The man chews down on his pipe. How about this? I'm not thinking that maybe making this as a deal is going to work very well in that regard. You're already getting a good deal on the book. I already cut it down by se- down to 700 from 10. All right. Fair enough. Mr. Smith, now I know we, we talked about this before, but we did. as your financial advisor, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to acquiesce alternative funds, so it didn't make as much of an impact on you, but you said that you had plenty and that you wanted to. Yeah, but she agreed to the book, not the book, the sword, and the whistle. I I did agree to the book, and and the whistle I think is okay. I think the sword is a little much. Um, If you get the sword. So, tell me, sir. And she walks up and puts her hand, slams her hand on the counter. Tell me, sir, exactly why is this big what size is the sword? It's a, it's a great sword. Have you even seen it yet? Actually, no, I haven't. Sir, do you mind bringing out the, the weapon I would like to purchase so I may examine it before Hold on, I sir. One second before he goes any further. <laughs> <laughs> she puts, she reaches up her hand to cover Smoot's mouth. I would like to ascertain, using big words here. Now, okay, don't let this overwhelm you. I would like to ask. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would like to 
understand why exactly this big sword is so expensive because typically swords of this size should not be 700 gold pieces. 500. 500 gold pieces for a sword. Can you please explain why? And why should I buy this from you? Sell it to me like I care. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is why we did not let her talk at first. <laughs> Are you kidding? I feel like we should have started with this. I one mean, she's yeah, she's doing a much better job than I ever could. She true. He chews on the pipe. Why is there a child in my store? <laughs> I am not a child. She slams her hand on the counter. I am a woman, and I shall be respected as such. And you, Mister Smoot, exact explain to him how that I am a woman. To be fair, she is not a child. She is a full-grown woman, and she makes a very valid point. I have yet to see this weapon, nor do I really know what benefit it would be of me. Could I not just find another sword somewhere else? You can. And why don't you do that? I'm closing up shop. I would just like to see the weapon. Smoot, can it. We'll get a different sword. The book. We're interested in the book. Let's just make the sale so the man can go to sleep. Oh, what? It's not even that late. You don't like burning the midnight oil, Taylor? He's trying to close. Buy it or don't. Yeah, please. Either buy it or get out of my shop. I was planning on buying it. Then do it. All right, here's your money, sir. And she starts throwing uh, coins on the counter. And two, and three, and four. And this is going to take a while. And five, and six, and seven. (laughs) See, Taylor, you wanted to go through this process. You're buying both whistles. So yeah. uh, she gives him the money. He, at this point, it just grumpily scoops it off the counter and just slams the book on the counter and the whistles on top of it, which it appears to be two ivory whistles that sort of have strange beast-like heads at the end of it, at the mouthpiece. Like, not the mouthpiece, but the opening on the end. I look to the man with the pipe and say, I appreciate your patience, sir. He chews on his pipe, swaps it back over to the right. Yes, well... Please leave my shop and don't come back for a while. I need to sleep. That's fair. Are, are you, are you going to pick up your book or should I? Uh, we... Uh, excuse me. The the young woman here paid for it. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Yes, I will take that. Thank you. And she takes it off the counter a little forcefully and takes the two whistles and tucks them into what appears to be a side pouch. Perfect. We are all set, so let us go back to the house. And we're all going to be murdered by a Molly. Let's go. This should be fun. Why was this book so extensive? Mr. Smoot, would you like to explain yourself? Uh, I don't mind helping you out. I just want to know. I told you. It's it's an eyewitness account of an adventure detailing all of his journeys as well as a lot of the ecological life in the area. It'll give us really good insight about the wildlife in the forest as well as the the various uh, encounters. Oh, okay. Well, when you pay me back, you can get it. I'm going to read it first. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the name of the traveler who wrote this? Is it written in the book? I know uh, it, 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 it is signed, signed on, on the back. back. It had a seal of his. His name was, I believe, Christopher Locke. What? Have you ever heard of a Christopher Locke, Cece? Mm, if I did, I didn't care. Oh, very nice. Shouldn't we go back to Liam, or is actually he doesn't know we're back in town yet? I don't want him worrying about you. Um, I think Mr. Liamore will be okay. I also wanted to visit Liamore, so it was kind of like a twofold but agenda. But it's late at night, and he usually goes to sleep really early. Fair enough. 
I guess we won't, but I mean, if we're not the house, then I mean, Molly doesn't have to worry about it. We'll find us later. So you want to go to Liamor's and disturb his sleep? Kind of, but that's fine. We'll go back to your you house. Do, you do know that Liamor only has two beds, right? Uh, you do know I've been sleeping on the ground for about a week now. And you do know that the, the uh, his bedroom was about the size of the upstairs room where I sleep. Why is it so small for such a large man? He doesn't do much. He's very slow at moving. Right, well, we'll visit him in the morning then. Let's just head back to your place for now. Hopefully everyone else has found their way there. Great. I am so excited to get back to the house. I missed my bed and Mr. Fluffkins. I'm concerned. Uh, Mr. Fluffkins is the teddy bear that she has. It's okay. I'm sorry. Well, you guys make your way back at some point. Eventually. We get around to it. Finnevere, you're coming down the path as Mest is making his way up the path before they even leave the caravan. I, I, I don't remember this bag, this box being so heavy. Hey, Mest. Have you seen Amali? Uh, no, I haven't seen Amali. Uh, no, I was just going to head back up to the house and put my stuff down somewhere safe, preferably. Well... We should probably stick together. It's it's so late, and I think it's starting to affect my decision-making. I really shouldn't have been traveling alone. Also, have you been seeing, like, red lights that make metal noises? Red lights? I, yes, I've Would seen these it. red lights seem to be caught in the, gl- in the corners of your eye, and as soon as you look towards them, they seem to disappear? That would be a very accurate description. I've seen it twice now, and I chased after one, actually. I, I could hear it moving, but I couldn't see it. Finnevere, we should head back to the house. Oh. Things need to be discussed. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, we need... As in now, and he starts, like, trying to nudge him, but okay, he's okay, just, like, okay. like, running into him. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, not able to do anything. Okay, I'll just... I'll go to the caravans in the morning. Probably a good idea. Uh, you said you've seen the lights twice now? Yes. Well, one after another, and then I chased it, and I haven't seen it since. I'm going to make a perception check. What are you perceptioning for? Red lights. Okay. So you both can make a perception check on your way up the path. Nine. Fourteen. Okay. You both feeling relatively exhausted at this point are mainly... You're looking around as you go, but a little weary as you do and you sort of gloss over different sides of the road. Finnevere looking to the left and Mest looking to the right. You do not see any red lights at this point though. It seems that it's not there anymore if it was at all. Maybe this strange phantom thought that you had about red lights could have been an illusion but you don't know. Maybe it's just road fatigue who knows? I'm stressed about many things. It could very well be paranoia. The fact that we both saw them leads me to believe it's not just paranoia. Yeah, you had a pretty apt description of what I saw. But I think we're out of things we can do tonight. Amali will catch up. He's strong and smart. Street smart. <laughs> I like the correction. So you guys make your way back up into the hill house settling down for a little bit, waiting for Uh, the others to get back, yes. Once I got in the house, after setting Mm. down my stuff in the side. Mm -mm, You can't. I would physically stop you because I just, even though it's been a short amount of time, I got to check the paper. Okay. 
What? What's wrong, Finnevere? I put a piece of paper in the door to make sure that, and see if anyone's been in there. As in before we left, or before just I recently? left just now. Ah, oh, okay. I check. Okay, you. I would see the paper falling if I quickly open the door. You Otherwise, open, yeah. You you open the door and you see the small strip of paper fall. Nice. Okay. After Finnevere checked for the paper, I take my stuff inside, set it down off to the side, probably the corner I've been setting my stuff in when I come into the house. And then I'm immediately making my way along every inch of the house. If there's an opening, like a window or anything, I'm trying to close it and cover it if there's a way to keep, like, if there's shutters or okay. drapes. So all the windows in the house are already closed. There are no drapes or blinds in this house. All of the windows are uncovered. I, is, I'd take a look around to see if there's anything I could use to cover the windows. Go ahead and make a perception check. 26. You see that Amali has or you assume Amali has a stack of what appear to be spare blankets up on top of a dresser on the first floor. But there's just a bunch of spare blankets. Beyond that, you only find uh, Cece's blanket upstairs. I'll leave Cece's blanket. The spare blankets will be taken and I will be attempting to cover the windows. What was your, what was your total again? I'm sorry. 26. Okay. As you are going around and you're taking the blankets and trying to fasten them up on the wall somehow, you, you do figure out a good way to do it. You feel like there are some corners of the windows are jutted inward a little bit that you could hang it over. And they do manage to stay with a little bit of jerry rigging. You make your way into the kitchen where you do know that there is a window. And as you do, you stumble over one of the bags of grain that was in there before. But it appears to have been moved from its original spot by the wall. Speaking of which, I would be making dinner. Okay, so you're in the kitchen and... Yeah, you you didn't really see too much in there. I mean, you made note of the fact the bag was kind of on the floor, but would you have done anything with it or just... Because it has been there. Not not yet. I'll, I'm just... Uh, I'll light the fire uh, over the stove and I'll just... Is it, uh, I'll is it like... I'll, I'll use my potatoes. I haven't used them yet. Okay. Uh, uh, why is... Why is this just sitting out? This, uh, I don't have the strength to deal with this right now. Uh, uh, I'll continue putting of putting covers over windows to the best of my ability. Okay. Um, you have to cut in front of uh, Finn a little bit because there is a window that is right where the like the tables are for cutting and cutting up food where he is at and you're like struggling to get through there. But you do manage to get it up. I'll be tidying up, which might involve moving that bag. And if he stops me, he stops me. If not, whatever. Okay. I, I wouldn't stop him from moving the bag. All right. I put things so. like I re- try to remember them. Okay. All right. So you... Um, you kind of figure out that the bag probably goes on top of the other bags that are there. Can I lift it? Yeah, you can okay. lift it after you put down all your other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, when I come indoors, I put my bag down. Okay. After securing all the windows so that people can't look inside, would there have been a window in Cece's room? It's all the way upstairs, but yes, there is one that is right next to her bed, which is up against the wall. 
Okay, I would have also gone up to that one to cover it. Okay, so you had to climb on her bed to do that, which messes up the neat, uh, the, all the niceness that Finevere did to the I, bed to clean it up. I mean, if I'm messing up the bed, I would clearly, once I got off of it, try to fix it somewhat. I don't know. Would mess do that? I don't think he Actually, is. hold no. on. Hold on. No, he's gone full paranoid mode. We're... Okay. He, he hasn't fixed the bed, but he's definitely covering all the windows. And then he's going to be waiting by the door. No, in fact, he actually takes the blanket and throws it off the bed in paranoia. And puts it on the no. window. <laughs> I set the blanket out. I put the bear out in inviting fashion. The bear has fallen onto the floor again, and it looks like it's like a murder scene <laughs> for the bear. <laughs> I'm just I, like, I messed I, up the bed covering the window. After, after I've covered all the windows, I would go and I would be by the front door. Or is there a window next to the front door? Uh, you, you've already covered all the windows downstairs. Well, no, I, I, I know that is, but would there be one that I could like peer out? Mm, it's not next to the door directly. It is about three feet over against the wall heading towards the kitchen. Would, would it at least give me a view of the front door or the front door area? So if someone were coming up towards the house by you... the path, I'd see them. As you try to look out the window, yes, you could. But as you try to look out the window, peering around the blanket, pulling it just a little bit does mess up your jerry rig. Gosh darn it. I put it back up and then I leave it and then I stand by the door. I'm I'm like standing by the front door, like watching it. And if it moves at all, okay, I'm taking actions. All right. So Finevere cooks a... Nice smelling potato based meal and Mest stands at the door with straight up paranoia, ready to pounce. You hear the sound of footsteps, multiple of them getting closer to the house until finally they are at the front door. And yes, uh, grumbling. And it does sound somewhat familiar. What, what kind of check do I have to make to to tell who it is if it's someone your perception would with. already count as it is um, okay yeah what once they get close i open the door and i just go get all of you inside now what well that was what? the plan we weren't gonna sleep inside outside now well, i mean that's sure. where we're going that's where we're going man. inside i see, okay, sure. see yeah, yeah no that's me yeah uh are you okay Mr. Mest, you seem a bit frightened. With good reason. Now get inside. Okay. Okay, then. Has anyone seen Amali? No. No. He's been missing. Oh, this is even worse. <gasps> what if Amali got kidnapped? We have to go and rescue him. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. At least you wouldn't fi find out about you using your allowance. You are. This is true. And let's let's be honest. If someone kidnapped Amali, I think he would be able to take care of himself. And if he's busy taking care of them, he can't take care of us. Please, come in. I've made dinner for anyone who's hungry. That's the plan. We're walking in. Mr. Someone say food. Cece. It's so good to see you. I am so happy. Do not tell Amali we made a big purchase in town. Why would you tell him if you don't want him to tell Amali? Because she trusts The good news is I think that'll be the least of his concerns. That is true. So, uh... As soon as everyone would have gotten inside, I'd be trying to slam the door shut. Also, Cece, a correction. We made a hunting investment. Uh, Mest, when you close the door so forcefully, the blankets that are on all the windows fall off. <laughs> Again! I go and I fix the blanket windows. 
So, uh, mess? I bet you're all wondering why I brought you here today, and I'm so happy because this is great. I'm glad you're all back. We're glad to. More importantly, we're glad that you're well. She pulls out the vial that Warrensburg gave her. Well, here's goes to nothing. Pops it open and drinks it. Why would you? Why would you drink that? Is there a chance to reflex for that? Okay. It's kind of cherry flavored. Maybe the GM wanted it this way. What? Why did you drink that without any hesitation? Well, he seemed like a nice guy. Why wouldn't I? Also, he said it was an antidote if you got worse. You're fine. Why would you drink something you don't know what it is in a situation where you don't know if you need it? I, I'm just I'm just saying we should have gotten it checked out by Monty. That's what I would have done. It was, there was almost like, it was like a drop. Can I have the rest? There's nothing left. Well, there's always residue. She hangs it upside down, but literally nothing else comes out. Okay. But she hands it over to you. It is a opaque vial uh, with almost like black paint on the outside. And you look inside, but it does not look like there is any liquid left or whatever she took. There's nothing left of it inside. I went to smell it and tried to memorize the smell. Okay. It has no odor. Rip. Cece, I would never pry into your personal life if it wasn't important. But I need to ask you a few things. It's very important. Hold on one second. She takes, she unwraps the bandage that's been around her arm. Oh, that's interesting. And you actually see that the scars on her arm are starting to fade away and just be reabsorbed into her body. Are, are you Wolverine? What? Huh? It probably had a healing tonic in with it. Hmm. Alan, I don't think she understands what Wolverine is. Are you, uh, wait, no, a better way to put it. Are you a superhero? I Am I know. a hero? That would be really cool. But no, wait. Heroes don't answer that question at all. I do not. I refuse to answer that question on the grounds of um, immunity. She pleads the fifth, Kelsey. All right. Back to the important things here. Me and Finnevere have both noticed something odd. Has anyone else seen it around town lately? Small red lights you're catching out of the corner of your eye. What? what? And then disappearing. No. What are you talking about? Are you? First, I've heard of it. Are you on drugs? Namest, I know that this is something that you do with your business. You really probably should cut back on the drug making. I mean, like, I know Devine, experimentation. I really wish exciting. I was on drugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> Devine, if I was on drugs right now, I'd be very much less concerned. That is I a mean, fair point. No, 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 no. Depends on the kind of drug. I've seen it. It happened to my cousin. Shrooms make you very paranoid. I don't do shrooms. Are you sure you did not find a mushroom in the forest? I haven't had any mushrooms. I've barely eaten today, all right? Did you perhaps touch some moss or fungus or uh, something like that? Have you seen a friendly mushroom? Did you lick a frog? Has anyone seen these red lights or no? no. I don't know what red lights you're talking about, so I'm going to go with a no. While they're arguing about the lights, can I try to take Cece upstairs? Sure. Look, I would never pry into your personal affairs if it wasn't important. I need you to answer me. What do you know about the Red Guard? What do I know? Yes. Are they dangerous? What do you remember from Taija? Uh, Mr. More specifically, oh yes? There's a lot that I can't tell you. And I gave Amali my word on that. Okay. To be fair, sometimes my word has not been proven to be the best. But in this circumstance, I owe him my life and I can't break my word on this. Okay. Then at least tell me, if you can tell me this, what you just did was reveal your face to the captain 
of the Red Guard. He now knows that you're here. I don't know if that's significant or not. I don't know if they're pursuing you. If they're hunting you, then we need to leave. We can't stay here. Our time's over. I cannot answer that question. I don't even know who that man is, to be honest. He's the one who approached me. Well, does it matter if you know his relation to the king? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Amali seems paranoid at times when it comes to this, but so far everything's been all right. And, well, I know that Topti has been very helpful. It doesn't seem like she's around right now. No. And I can't find Amali anyway. He's out there looking for you. David said Topti went out of town and she went to Taija. All right. As long as we stay together, we might be able to make it through the night at least. Hopefully, Amalia will check back here. If he doesn't by morning, then we'll have to convene and figure out what we need to do by then. Don't worry. Amalia always comes back. He's never failed in that matter. He's very strong. What's been keeping me going is that if any there was any trouble, we would hear it from the other side of town. And I haven't heard any of that. So, so far so good. All right, so Mest leaves the house. All right. He's not being particularly sneaky with this, at least not on the getting oh. out of the house. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to look for Amali. At this time of night, what, what, what are you going to find? Mr. Mest. Hopefully for... Amali. Mr. Mest, I, no offense, but I don't feel like you're the right one to go out to look for him. Do you remember what happened in the forest? You must die. At least not on your own. Anything, l- listen. That man went out there looking after us. We're not meant to look after him. If anything's wrong, we'll find him in the morning. That's what I'm afraid of, though. All right? (laughs) I think he's going to be okay. Mr. Mesh, maybe we just need to sit down and rest. I'm I'm sure you're very tired. I'm very tired as well. I think we just need to calm down. I'll be back within two hours. If I'm not... And then what if whoever, supposedly, if you're paranoid, took him, takes you too? That's what these are for. Well, that's And you the... think that's going to do more than a Molly? Well, the problem in life would be... It'll give me a be... chance to run away, at least, probably. I don't know. The problem would be anything that takes a Molly will probably be in a bloody heap or some sort. So... Finnevere says as he comes down the stairs. That's what I'm saying, Mest. He's more than capable of handling himself. He's proven that. So as you guys are having this discussion... The front door opens. And that is where we're going to end off this episode of The Gate Chronicles. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. If you've enjoyed that, please consider subscribing and rating our podcast and sharing us with your friends, family, crew, and dogs. We love dogs. No cats allowed. Actually, that's not true. Cats can be allowed, but only if they look like dogs. In addition, if you guys want to support us in other ways, consider going to our Patreon where you can donate to us monthly and get access to early releases of episodes as well as bonus content such as GM nodes, maps made by yours truly, or maybe Quinn, who knows? My maps are better, just so you know, FYI. And also you can go to our merchandise store or our store on our website, which is missingroleplayerfound.com. That's missing R-O-L-L playerfound.com and you can get some really cool hats shirts cups stickers yeah these are all nice things so i hope you go and consider checking that out we'd really appreciate it and in addition if you want to hang out with us or keep up to date with us you can go to our social media accounts on twitter and instagram at roll found or on facebook missing role player found 
And also you can consider joining us in our Discord where we chat, we hang out, we play video games, and we talk about the podcast. That link is in the description below, as are many of the other links. So consider checking that out. But anyway, guys, we'll see you next, next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. They're coming for us all. <laughs>